And welcome back to Before Nashville. This is the show where we're introducing the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. And it's being brought to you by Go-Go Tuners. Playing guitar can be great, but getting out of tune, yeah, that sometimes sucks. But here's your secret weapon. It's called Go-Go Tuners. It's a company that was started by longtime professional musicians. They specialize in instrument tuners. They focus on ease of use, readability, durability, and accuracy. Go-Go has quickly risen to be the go-to tuner of many touring professionals. And it's a favorite of casual players as well. Their signature green you're in, red you're out screen makes tuning quick and easy. You can get yours at gogotuners.com. Let's get started with the podcast. Before the arenas, before the awards, this is Before Nashville, the podcast. Here's your host, George Davis. And welcome back to another edition of Before Nashville. And tonight I'm super excited because the guy that I've got with me tonight is one that if you are a rock person, you have heard his stuff. And that's not his stuff. So I totally <laughs> messed that one up. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me reach down here and grab a little something. Tonight, it's Corey Hart. It's backwards. I don't know why it's backwards. <laughs> but it's Corey Marks. Top 15 rock across the world. I mean, around the world. This guy has done awesome. This is a song you might recognize. I love it. Raise them up a little higher. Ready to jam out, because here we go. Yes, I have committed that song to memory because it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm talking to Corey Marks, man. I am so, so appreciative of you coming on tonight. Hey, George. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure hey, to be man. here. I, I tell you what, I was, when that song came out, I was actually programming rock radio and I spent probably about five seconds deciding that song was going on the air. Oh, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. We played the daylights out of that song, and quite honestly, I'm super excited to talk to you about that and some other music you got on. You're doing your own thing tonight, doing your own little promo there with the shirt. <laughs> We're going to talk about Corey Marks' Jig of My Bells coming up here in a bit. But before we get into that, Corey, let's talk a little bit about Corey Marks. How old were you when you got into music? What led you to music? And just kind of give us a, you know, just kind of a Reader's Digest version of your life in a nutshell. Well, I mean, I I grew up in a very musical family. Uh, my dad was a drummer and, uh, you know, played guitar and did the whole touring thing across Canada with his with his brother, his older brother, Wolf Milestone was his country name. And uh, so, uh, you know, growing up, of course, from, from Canada, my dad was from Toronto, which is home of, of course, arguably the greatest rush band, uh, rush band, rock band of all time. And yes, it is Rush. <laughs> and that's just my opinion. But so, you know, I grew up, I mean, they played his high school dance, you know, and he's been, he's seen Rush uh, 30 times and I was fortunate enough to see them three times or three or four times now so um you know before this whole uh singer songwriting thing started I, I was actually a drummer so i got my first drum set when i was about 10 years old and um just started playing everything from deep purple rush uh ozzy 
you know, you name it. And then that progressed into my teens around 15, 16. I got into stuff like Dream Theater and then the heavier stuff like Pantera and Arch Enemy and Lamb of God. And um, I didn't really start singing or, or, you know, writing or picking up the guitars till I was about 18, 19 years old. And uh, it all started out, I was also playing hockey growing up too, right? So I, I had three passions growing up. And that was uh, first, first, I believe, for music was was aviation. I, always, I was always fascinated with airplanes and aviation. Then there was music. And then I grew up in a hockey town and, and a hockey family. Um, so my brother was actually drafted to the Columbus Blue Jackets in 2004, I believe, in the, in the NHL. And so that therefore, I have an interesting and, and just kind of all over the place uh, story, which led me to where I am today. And to make a long story short, essentially, you know, I played in a bunch of high school bands. And then once I was graduated from high school, not knowing what I wanted to do, I played in a, you know, a top 40 cover band, uh, just at home, make a little bit of cash. And then I decided, uh, you know, maybe I'll continue playing hockey. And I was scouted out first off by Ohio State University, but fresh out of high school, I didn't want to go back uh, to school. So I declined their offer. Um, some people would say that's crazy, but it, you know, here I am today. But I was also scouted up by the Royal Military College of Canada. And growing up, my dream was to be a fighter pilot. So I thought, why not get an education, play hockey, and live the dream of being a fighter pilot and only getting paid to do it. You know, so that it didn't pan out after uh, several months. But at, in that time, I started writing more and posting, you know, YouTube and Facebook videos. And uh, sure enough, one one night we were out with, uh, out with the, the hockey team. We were in a bar called The Brass in Kingston, Ontario. And my, my team teammates kind of slid this one by me. We were, we were out having some some drinks, of course, and uh, having a good time. And uh, the, the guy that was playing, um, he's, a bit of a, he's a bit of a legend there. His name is Smitty, a good friend. And it's kind of thanks to him, in a sense, this all started. My teammates told him, when you take your break, you should call call up, they called me Sunshine because I was at a Royal Military College of Canada with long hair, <laughs> or Royal, Royal Military College, period. And the only guy with long hair on the team. So they, they referred me to Remember the Titans, uh, the star quarterback. <laughs> and uh, so my call sign was Sunshine. That was my first, uh, my first call sign or nickname. And uh, sure enough, I got on stage, I played a few songs and people started asking me, you know, where else I played if I had um, original music anywhere where they can get my CD or whatnot. And I thought, hey man, that's kind of interesting. That was the first time I ever stepped on stage to, to sing myself. Um, um, so not not hiding behind a kit. So sure enough, several months later, several, several months went by and, um, you know, I, I just continued going there every couple of weeks and whatnot. And my brother's girlfriend at the time was managing a bar here in, in my hometown and said, well, if you're going to be leaving school, you don't know what you want to do yet. Why don't you just come here and play once a week for some cash and figure it out? And then we went from that bar on a Wednesday night to another bar on a Thursday and then another bar on a Saturday, uh, Friday. And then it was kind of a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. And one thing led to another. I've, I've toured across Canada several times since 2014 and you know signed my first uh, american record deal in 2017 and here we are now i have a top 10 at us rock radio without laws and outsiders wow man that's that's a great story i mean you've had a lot of <laughs> you've had a lot of stuff happen in your life so that makes it really cool now you're I'm going to refer to the album real quick. I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I'm going to refer to the album because I was looking over it, and you got, I mean, you got a lot of songs on there, a lot of great songs on there. I mean, thank you. Listen to the whole thing all the way through, and I love it. Thank you, thank you. You wrote, I mean, did you do the co-writing on a lot of the songs? Do you write a lot of your own material? I love the cat behind you there. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, <laughs> cat. that's one of the two. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I wrote... Um, most of the stuff on the record. Then, of course, um, some of the songs, like something like Better Off, 
um, you know, it was done. And uh, but Kevin, being the great producer he is, he, he felt like it needed a bridge in it. So we kind of uh, wrote that that part together. And you know, I, I personally think it made the song just that much better. And one of my favorite vocal performances on the whole record is in that song. Thanks to Kevin. Um, you know, Outlaws and Outsiders, for example, was a um, tour I was on across Canada with a Canadian country star called Aaron Perchette back in 2015. And when we went on that tour, halfway through that tour and, you know, a few bottles of Jack later, I thought, man, Outlaws and Outsiders would be a great kind of punchline and hook. So I, I started writing it on the road. And my first uh, first session with Kevin, um, you know, of course, it's, do you have any song ideas, you know? And, and I said, well, I got this idea of outlaws and outsiders you know him being you know a, a fan of whale and, and merle as well like like me you know he uh we just started writing the song based on you know what i had already and kane came in too his son and yeah we just started writing that and then after that came blame it on the double and uh you know songs like drive i mean i wrote that on a napkin at thirty thousand feet up in an airplane because i couldn't sleep coming back from a video shoot so I, I probably had around 15 20 songs going going in um and then you know 13 made the record or we we just wrote completely different ones and uh what i can say though is i'm really excited to uh, we're both excited to uh start working on record number two and you know since this whole covid thing started i mean i got 40 or 50 songs in the bag already so and i haven't even gotten to vegas to record with the, or write uh with kevin yet so um i think it's gonna be even better so i hope uh everyone's gonna gonna see and hear that too once it's out i mean i'll definitely be watching and find out when it's out because man i mean i'm just a big fan of your music like i said thank you turd outlaws and outsiders <laughs> I was like, dude, this is just killer. Appreciate it. Now, with the writing and everything that you've done, who are some of your writing influence? Who, who are some of the people that you said, I want to kind of write like they do or kind of follow their lead, so to speak? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, again, I'm a huge Merle Haggard fan. And I think, honestly, as a, as a whole musician uh, or artist, I think I think he's simply the greatest in country music anyway at what he does. And I think, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of his, not only his incredible tone and you know voice but his songwriting was just so true and honest and really just painted such a an incredible picture in, in certain circumstances even i mean whether they're you know bar drinking songs or you know heartbreak and he was just so great at even if the song was only two minutes and 20 seconds you know he painted that picture and did it so well on the other side more on the heavier side just and I kind of basis, I loved his songwriting, but once I saw him live, I thought, you know, man, no one's doing this in country music. We wanted to take that to the next level. And that was uh, Eric Church. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he's definitely got an edge to him. I mean, his, you know, the Chief record was great, but then I got to see that uh, multiple times live. And it's, you know, it's heavier guitar tones, squeals and pyro. Um, so it really, um, you really get to feel that energy. So I think overall, you know, I think those are the two writers that really, that really stick out for me are Eric Church. Church and Merle Haggard. Like you were talking about with Eric and his show and everything, I got the chance to see him on the Chief Tour uh, right after he started. And matter of fact, he started it here in uh, uh, in in our hometown. And uh, it was, I mean, such a killer show. You know, mm -hmm. he just he put so much into it. And he's a great writer, and he's got a lot of people that come along on the bus with him, so to speak. And and you've kind of teamed up with one of those, and we'll talk about that here in a bit because I don't want to again jump too far ahead um, about anything when when you got into music here you are you're you're playing on the weekends you've you know you've had an opportunity to follow a dream of playing hockey and and i mean you had several different dreams in there that you tried to follow and you know a couple of them didn't pan out but the music one did but as you're following that dream is there one thing that you have learned through all of this that you just kind of you know you didn't know before that you go i'm i'm glad i know that now 
You know, I think, um, you know, just how it's, it's, you know, it's funny how life plays out sometimes. You know, you think you're supposed to be somewhere. And uh, when you just take a breath and, and, and kind of take a step back and try to see it all in a big picture, not just in that simple moment that you're in, um, that temporary moment rather you know it's funny how life just kind of guides you to where you need to be and i think where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be and if you can just remember that try not to drive yourself crazy and think uh and i think one of the biggest things too is very simple and kind of cliche but every day just try to be thankful for for what you have and not what you don't have and i think essentially just where you are um, as opposed to where you could be, just try to focus and, and be in the moment. I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. I still struggle with, it, of course, I'm, I'm an artist and uh, I miss the road a lot, especially since COVID. But I think just try to be in the moment more than uh, trying to look too far ahead. It's always good to plan, of course, and, and set a goal or a dream, but take it one step at a time and just kind of be in that moment a little more. I think that's one thing I'd like to tell myself, you know, five years ago. Right. Well, and this is one question that I've asked artists and I get a lot of the same answer is you, you're doing music and, you know, most people always tell you have a plan B. Mm-hmm. Is that something you believe in or do you feel like, no, I'm my plan A and my plan B are the same ones? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, I mean, um, I have multiple plans, but uh, they all kind of resonate or or, are in the central, you know, the core of this one thing, which is music. And to make that happen, um, you know, since this COVID thing, for example, since this COVID thing has happened, I've uh, decided to finish uh, my my private pilot license. So I've been studying and and doing that. So that's kind of, um, you know, more of a personal goal. But I know that things will get back to normal in the music world and we'll be back touring and, and recording and and playing again so i'm just trying to keep my eye on that and focus on that um i mean if you feel like you need the plan b but i think if you really kind of dump all your eggs in one basket so to speak and you know you have a chance i mean you know you might not make millions but if you can make a good living doing something you love there's nothing wrong with that right with that i mean you know a lot of people mentor other artists and if you mm-hmm. had a young artist come up to you and they asked you, you know, what advice do you have for me as a young up and coming artist? I would say, honestly, um, based on my experience, I noticed there's, there's a lot of artists or newer artists rather that they don't really have. And now this is just my personal opinion. And I've seen it, of course, um, as well as, you know, they, they don't really have um, a lot of that live experience yet. You know, there are unfortunately in the, in the music world, some things that are more fabricated and you kind of got to learn as you go. But, in, you know, there were some definite harder, harder gigs, but I'm, I'm thankful for all the, the smaller bars and clubs and, you know, shitty sound systems and not having a sound guy or someone to say, hey, turn my voice up. I can't hear myself. You know, I've, I've been through all that for several years, um, you know, starting back in 2011, 2012. And I think I think just keep playing, keep writing. Don't get too ahead of yourself and just kind of focus on, uh, you know, again, just envision what you want to do and where you want to be. Um, it doesn't have to be five or 10 years. It could be a year at a time, you know, but I have an end goal and, and just really work towards that. And I think, you know, especially I hear it more now than off that. I wish I would have wrote more or would have been more into writing, you know, five, six years ago. No, I did write quite a bit, but just, yeah, keep writing. And, and most of all, keep playing. Don't stop. Talking about writing and all, what is one song that you have heard in your life? And you're just sitting there thinking, damn, why didn't I write that? <laughs> um... That's a tough one because, I mean, I listen to, uh, you know, I, I wish I was smart enough to write something like 2112, but that's just not going to happen, um, you know, or Tom Sawyer or something. But, you know, there's, there's songs like, um, 
course, uh, for me, I've, I've always loved, I've always loved, um, you know, Boot Left to Fill by Eric Church. I know it wasn't his biggest hits, but I think it's a great song and a great message, you know, kind of, um, I think it's the, the message he really wanted to get across, uh, you know, as, as a younger artist when he was coming out. And, and that's kind of some of the stuff that I've tried to write, for example, like Outlaws and Outsiders. Um, you know, there's so many songs, it's, it's, it's hard to pick. Uh, but I think like, for me, maybe something like Springsteen, would be i just think it's i've seen it live and you know i used to do it in my in my bar gigs and it's just uh, i find such a that's another song that paints a great picture and kind of sets a tone puts you in a in a a moment you know and it really brings uh even if you're more into the rocking heavier you know explosions and guitar squeals it's it's still a very cool moment and melody and lyrically of course uh just bringing everyone together and it's easy to sing along to especially at the end of the night and say man what a what a hell of a show and what a great night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it's great. Let me um, let me grab the album here for a minute because I want to reference some of the stuff on here. Sure. Uh, since we're talking about Eric, Eric is one of these artists that he loves to have new artists on stage with him and an artist that may not be what you would call primarily country. And I'm referring on that to one in particular that you both have done a song with, and that's uh, Lizzie Hall. You did Out in the Rain, which is kind of a ballad. It's got, you know, the, the strength and just kind of a softer until she really lets go yeah and uh so that that's a cool song and then of course outlaws and outsiders you've got travis tritt and you've got ivan moody from five finger death punch and you've got mick myers playing guitar on this and with those collaborations how do those come about i mean you just sit down and you go okay out in the rain Mm, i think lizzie hell would sound (laughs) badass on that song I mean, Lizzie is first off, yeah, an incredible, uh, just such an incredible uh, vocalist and, and artist. And as I've gotten to know, know her since uh, the release of the song, she's, she just seems to be such an incredible uh, down to earth and cool person. So we're both like, we can't meet to, we can't wait to meet each other and give each other a big old hug. Obviously, when COVID's figured out, we're so thankful for, for each other. And, um, you know, she's just, she was just so, so awesome. And she's a badass. And uh, so something like that, you know, you, you, you think of who, who could be on the track? And when her name popped up, I was like, shit, yeah, no, I, I, I know this girl and, you know, and I know Kevin, Kevin's a big fan of her too. So it was just kind of one of those no brainers. And when we found out she loved the song, I think Kevin sent her a few songs and she picked out in the rain. And I just kind of, you know, I, I knew, I knew what she can do. So if she, if she picked the song, if that's the one she picked, then I'm just going to back off and let her do her thing. And I was, to be honest, not surprised in a bad way, but just, surprised kind of blown away myself by how well we sounded together and um so that was that was one cool thing and then with outlaws and outsiders you know once we decided that was going to be the debut single you know they brought up that we should we should have some features on the song and when that came up i didn't want to just have anybody right i didn't i didn't want to just say well let's pick this guy because he's cool or he's big right now i wanted to have um someone that's gonna love the song and mean something to them and and uh you know someone like like travis tritt i mean he's he's you know he's the modern day outlaw if you will and you know getting to hang out with him and hearing his stories of you know being around whalen and, and willie and chris christopherson and, and seeing these guys that i just admire and wish i had the opportunity to to tour like he did but um you know 
Travis is, is, you know, one of those guys that, yeah, he's, he's, he's all about country music, but he loves his Southern rock too. And that's exactly what it is. Molded those two uh, genres together. And as I always say, you know, put some drive in your country, you know, that's it. And that's exactly what he did. And, and it was just, it was just a uh, game changer. It was no one was doing it. And it, the same thing goes with all the other boys. I mean, Ivan Moody and Five Finger Death Punch, I believe they, they've created their own sound and mold, molded their own sound and t- rock, hard rock, but we're just, you know, different. And I mean, Motley Crue, we all know their story. But I think every artist on this track, which is really important to me, I think they were all, we're all outlaws and outsiders in our own way. And and, and people think outlaw, like you got to be an asshole and a, and a badass and whatever. We can be, sure, anyone can be. But I think it most importantly for me is is creating something that's different, a little outside the box, not playing it safe, not writing a song or coming out with something that's like, well, this is this is what radio's playing right now. You know, this is we were kind of I think we all did that like in, you know, and I'm speaking uh you know, hopefully I'm not uh, out of line, but they probably had a vision on what they thought rock should sound like. And Travis had a, a vision of what country should sound like at the time. And I'm not saying that country should sound like this, like Outlaws, but I do think country music needs a change. And I don't want to just be part of a change. I want to be that change, kind of like Eric Church was and Tra- Travis Tritt was for country music. So, you know, and then once I found out they were going to be on the track and that they, they, not only just wanted to be on, but they loved the song and what it represented. Um, you know, that was just such a cool you know, moment for, for each of them. Once I found out they were going to be on the track and um, it just, it just made sense and all came together. And I'm very thankful for, uh, for them wanting to be part of this record. Well, it's, I mean, like I said, when I first heard it and, and I was just like, I I listened to it all the way through three or four times and I already knew it was going to be played. And it's one of those songs, even with Ivan and and Mick on there, you know, like you say, it's not the typical country song by stretch. And it's it's really not a typical rock song, but it's got that southern rock feel, you know, you kinda go back to some of the like Molly Hatchet, you know, some of Skinner and some of those guys, you know, you put in there Blackfoot and and uh, you know, Ricky Medlock and some of those guys and you listen to it and you're going, Hey, wow, that's pretty cool. And the song Mm -hmm. itself, I mean, you know, you get Travis's voice comes in there and then you get and Ivan's got such a grit in his voice that just commands you listen to it. No matter what. Anger. <laughs> I mean, he's just, but he's he's a cool guy. I mean, he just he's just like, you know, he's dealt with a lot of demons in his life, and he's overcome mm-hmm. a lot of demons in his life. And then you got Travis, who's, you know, I mean, like you said, hanging out with Chris Christopherson and Willie and Waylon and all those guys, and and just growing up around them basically. And then yeah, the other things that he's been able to do, you know, and this is the first chart action he'd seen in like 17 years i think when this song first came out 19 years something like that since 2002 i think was the last time he charted and everything about the song just lent itself to being a great song yeah i mean thank you really is you're welcome and um well the cool thing is too is that i mean uh, i gave uh, it gave Travis his, his first uh, chart on, on rock radio too, and yeah. you know, getting all the getting that all the way up to top ten was uh, was a pretty cool feeling, and and uh, you know, to see him uh, 
kind of, you know, surprised by it. I was surprised in a way that not that he didn't believe in it. Obviously, you know, surprised like he says in his message uh, that he posted. And I thought was the coolest thing that, you know, if you would have told me that I'd be top 10 at US Rock Radio, you know, I wouldn't believe it, you know, and, and here he is. So I thought that was just such a cool, he's a, he's, a, I got the tour with him up here in Canada and, and we, you know, we text and, and, and talk every now and then. And he just, he's just such a cool guy. And we talked a lot after, before and after the shows and, and uh, especially seeing those messages. It's just um, it's very humbling and, yeah, it's it's been a cool experience, uh, you know, being being part of the the Trit crew and family over there, and so I'm I'm really thankful again to have them in my camp. Just a, a couple of the other songs on here, Drive. That is like a 2020 teenage anthem. I mean, <laughs> such a cool song. And Thank it really you. Is it's just a really cool song. <laughs> the one I was listening on the way home tonight and and uh, my whiskey, your wine come on. And the first thing popped in my head on that one was like, that's just the ultimate flip off to a, a bad relationship. <laughs> you know, one thing you don't yeah. do with a woman, you don't mess with her wine. <laughs> and here, That's one way of looking at it. You know, I'm drinking my whiskey and your wine and I'm going, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it. I've never, uh, yeah, I've never seen it that way. But uh, that's that's a definitely a good way of looking at it, especially if it's her last bottle. Don't touch it. Right, exactly. And I mean, the cool thing about the album is you go from heartbreak to hell raising. I mean, you just hit everything in between. It's it's an overall great album. Thank you. And, and again, I hate that this is backwards. I, I really wish you guys could see it the yeah. proper way. No. <laughs> It's it's a it's a cool record and it's one that uh, you gotta I mean you gotta check it out, you know they've got one that's uh, it's called the the gold uh, what's it called Cold Stone Creamery um, edition. Yes, yeah. you can pick that up on Corey's website. So please go get it. I, that's actually the one that uh, that your publicist sent me. So I'm really excited awesome. about it. I'm afraid to put it on the turntable because it looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing about that when I when I when, you know had the options of what I wanted and I picked that one because it kind of reminded me it looks like a symbol, right? And me being a drummer and everything is usually a solid color or just straight black record, right? And I thought, man, this is this is different, and uh, yeah, it's kind of for all my drummers out there too. And, and for me, anyway, it reminded me of a symbol. I thought it was really cool. Well, we thank you because I I dabble in drums. I haven't played in a long time, but I do like to. So that's another thing that that we have in common. Awesome. Wanna I want to move on real quick because I've got some fun stuff I'm going to ask in the the second segment of the show because I mean your promo on your new song, uh, which is released perfect for the holidays, and uh, it is the the tractors tune. Yeah. And you yeah. redid it in your own way which is really cool. Thank you. And what, what made you want to do that particular song? Well, I remember hearing that song uh, when I was a kid. So, um, and the tractors, of course, in the 90s, uh, you know, were, 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 uh, were a big hit, and um, especially this Christmas record. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I remember hearing the song, but uh, when, when I was asked to do uh, a Christmas uh, song, you know, of course, I wanted to do my first choice. But Kevin... Kevin, again, just being the great producer he is, he goes, says, you know, we know you could do a great cover of Merle and Willie and any of those guys, but let's, let's, uh, you know, what do you think of this? And so when he sent me the track, I thought like, I, you know, that's cool. I, yeah. I remember the song, you know, but, but then, you know, we started picking up a little bit and I just thought to myself, 2020 being the year that it was, you know, I wouldn't want to make anybody sad either. So even though, you know, if we make it through December, it makes me think of my grandpa and, and, and all that stuff. And, you know, it's more on the sadder thing, sadder side, if you will. But 
of course still great great uh songs but right and of course songs like pretty paper by by willie but this was an opportunity i think to uh, do something different again like other than the tractors no one's done the song as far as i can tell and kevin just thought it'd be a great great tune and i took another angle to it like you know adding that you know electricity of rock and roll but and i just thought it's a great opportunity for during the holidays given the year that we've all had hopefully bring some some joy you know and some country rock foot stomping you know hell yeah it's christmas uh type feel and i think that's exactly what we captured with the song um again thanks to kevin and you know scotty alexander is playing guitar and, and fiddle on there um it just had i just had so much fun recording the song once i started recording it I just thought, man, this is actually a really fun song. Um, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. I wish we were able to play Christmas shows and stuff like that. Right. But I'm sure maybe down the line, uh, there could be an opportunity there to, to be able to play that song live. But yeah, I think it's just a, a great, fun, energetic country rock and Christmas song. Right. Well, I tell you what, look, before we go on to the second segment of the show, let's go ahead and just play it for me. What do you think? Hell yeah, man. Here you are, Corey Marks and Jingle My Bells.
you go. That's Corey Marks and Jingle My Bells. Man, I, <laughs> I got to tell you, the thing I love, because I, I was sitting there listening to it, that piano when it comes in, is jamming piano, you know, like Jerry Lee Lewis feel and stuff like that. Just sounds awesome. The fiddle in there and the guitars and everything. So it's just really cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, I believe that was uh, Bart Bart McKay on on the piano there, and uh, yeah, it's great great players on that song, and uh, it was just yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it, and like I said, I think it's a a great uh, upbeat foot stomping uh, country rock song for yeah, Christmas. Your voice on there sounds great, man. You did a good oh, job thank you. bringing back the the tractor's feel to it, you know. <laughs> thank you, man. You're welcome. Um, so now we're going to get into uh, a few things here, and so here we go with I heard a rumor. <laughs> So the show's not 100% country, but, you know, we like to have fun. And that's I Heard. That's the intro for I Heard a Rumor. Now, you talked earlier about um, you getting your your private pilot's license. But one of the things that I heard was that you actually flew with the Canadian Snowbirds. I did, yeah. The question, there's one question that's just eating away at my brain because I'm not sure with these. Are the Snowbirds, are they a single occupant plane or do they have dual occupants no so they're actually a canadian built uh, ct-114 tutor and uh built uh they came out i believe in 1963 um so they actually started the engineering in the 50s but it's a it's a side-by-side uh pilot and instructor um which we use uh, primarily for training until um until the late 90s i believe or early 2000s um so we've had the jet for a really long time uh, it's a great airplane it's a, a trainer airplane and now it's primarily used for the canadian forces snowbirds uh which for our fans out there that aren't familiar with them they're like the u.s navy's blue angels mm-hmm. or the u.s air force's thunderbirds Right. What was that like to get in that plane and just feel the G-force against you? I mean, uh, well, I mean, it's they're not as high performance as I'd say as uh, um, you know an F-18 or an F-16 fighter jet. Right. Uh, but they do uh, pull up to six Gs in the show and and negative two Gs uh, in the show because on my flight, I think we only got to about three and a half, so it's really. Not bad. I do aerobatics in a Yak 52, which is a Russian trainer. Um, and, you know, that airplane's good for 7 Gs uh, and negative 5, but gotten up to about 5 Gs in that. So it's a little, um, if you're not familiar with it, it's a little, you know, there's a little discomfort there, but uh, you kind of get used to it. Uh, with, with them, I, yeah, I believe it was between 3 and 4 G uh, just on some of the, some of the turns uh, and stuff. But uh, it was a uh, total dream come true, and I really hope I get the chance to do it again. That was pretty awesome when I was reading about that. I thought, man, that's just that's just wild. Yeah, and I actually, uh, now that we're talking about them, I have, uh, I'm, like, they were, and that's what I always wanted to do, right? So I was, uh, let me, how do I do this here? Let me go back. Well, you know what, I'll just, it might be backwards, but uh, so that's the 2017 uh, team there, and it's wow. signed by by the lead. Just a bunch of cool guys. They're like brothers to me now, and, and I, I have a whole you know, a whole uh, shrine for them. Wow. Um, their base commander sent me this. It's the, the Tudor jet and it's trainer colors, but that's actually all made out of wood. Someone carved that out and painted it. And that was actually one of the first models I made was my dad when I was about, I guess, 10 years old. And it is a Tudor jet. So lots of snowbird stuff there. And of wow. course, uh, Merle Haggard uh, at the bottom. And 
a Top Gun record. Got to have that in there. <laughs> Got to have that. I mean, I'm all about some Top Gun, let me tell you. Yeah, man, I can't wait for the new one. <laughs> oh, I'm super excited. It's not going to get out here quick enough. I don't know. I haven't seen the production notes on it lately to see if it's been pushed back or how far because of dear old COVID. Yeah. As I described her one time, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm just done with it. Let's talk about, uh, this is another thing I like to do. I call it the iPhone top 10. In your time off, what are the top 10 songs you've been listening to? Ooh, top 10 songs I've been listening to. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's tough. Cause I, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, um, I have such a, excuse me, I have such a wide variety of songs and, and artists and library. It's kind of like really, I mean, obviously lately I've been listening to some Christmas tunes like old Buck Owens and, um, you know, Alan Jackson and Brad Paisley and of course, Merle Haggard. But I, li- I really do listen to um, everything like Biggie and Tupac to, to uh, you know, Rush and Dream Theater to, you know, the Eagles to, of course, Merle Haggard and Eric Church. And lately, I've just kind of been listening to the uh, Bluegrass on Sirius XM because uh, I just love that stuff. Uh, top 10 songs. That's a tricky question. We might have to do that another, uh, on another show. <laughs> save that. It may have saved that one until we can, uh, until you have a chance to look at that, huh? And I know here's the quarters in there somewhere by Travis Tripp. That's, that's for sure in the top 10. I, I've always loved I'm going to be somebody. I always thought that was an awesome. Great song. You're on a sinking ship and the captain tells you, okay, we're going down. There's no choice. You got to get off the boat. You got to get in the, the rescue boats. You can take one thing that you brought on the boat with you what is that one thing going to be oh i'd say money but i don't have a lot of that so i know i didn't bring a lot of that on the boat oh that's uh can you well hmm. i don't know what i'd bring on the boat though that's that's the thing um i did get my boater's license this summer um uh i guess i mean my my guitar Okay. Bring my guitar, even though there's a good chance it gets wet or something in the, unless it's a, it's a big enough boat to rescue all of us and have enough room for it. But yeah, I would say probably my guitar. I should probably say my girlfriend if she's on there with me, but. Uh, <laughs> if she's in the room with you, you might want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It depends if she got the option to bring, uh, she had one object to bring as well. So she'd probably pick something else and I'd pick my guitar. <laughs> Hey, as long as you both get off, you're good to go. Hey, that's exactly. All right. Earlier, you talked about when you were getting into music and you were playing, you know, the the bars and stuff, like when you were in college and stuff. What's your favorite dive bar to hang out at? My favorite dive bar to hang out at? A lot of them I don't remember being at usually, but uh, (laughs) probably lately been a bar called Rippy's uh, down in, down in Nashville because my good buddy uh, Kelly Long plays there and uh, we have a long history with 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 him and and you know a lot of it as the musicians that he plays with or that play with him rather in the band and right. that's the last time I was there was for uh, the CMAs and uh, had a really good time there you know he gets me up on stage for a few songs to sing and then I go sit back on the drums for a half hour and play songs I've never played before, but I've heard them so much on the radio I can get by. Yeah, Rippies, I guess, just because it's the last uh, time I've been down to the honky-tonk and right. the beers are cheap, the <laughs> girls are hot, and the, and the music's good. There you go. <laughs> Perfect combination. So do you spend a lot of time in Nashville when the borders are open and you're allowed to go to, I mean, like right now, it feels like nobody's even allowed into Nashville. 
Yeah. From 2012 to about 2016, I, I would go down probably three to four times a year, um, go down anywhere from a week or two, uh, three or four times a year. But, um, you know, since I signed with Kevin and Better Noise, I, I'm really just, uh, I might make one or two trips down to Nashville to write or just kind of business or have some fun, uh, like during the CMA Fest. But I do um, all the majority really rather now is 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 out of las vegas with with kevin right. and uh where all the recording is done, done too so yeah. las vegas is where it's at i'm going to refer back to um outlaws and outsiders a video for a second because as you can tell i i love music i love instruments i i don't play the guitars hanging on the walls my boys play that i do have a set of drums back there it's electric you know and i know that's not true drums but it gets me by and it doesn't take up a lot of room <laughs> I wish I could afford a set of electric drums because I'd have them up set up right now. In Outlaws and Outsiders in the video, one of the things that just really got me was it looks like you're in a small studio, like maybe a home studio or something. And there's a metal shelf that's got all kinds of amp heads. You've got like an orange amp and you got all kinds yeah. of stuff. Was that your studio? That was actually filmed. Good eye, by the way. You're the first person to uh, ask that. That was actually shot in North Bay. Um, and I was there today recording a, a commercial, actually. My good friend, Ben Leggett, he's a Juno-nominated producer um, here in North Bay and works with a lot of talented uh, Northern Ontario artists. Uh, but that's at his house. He's got a great big house with an incredible studio in there. So, yeah, so I'm in there uh, just just getting some good video shots of uh, me singing singing my ass off to Outlaws and Outsiders. It was really cool because I saw that, you know, and, and that was the first thing. I, my wife, <laughs> bless her heart, she <laughs> she's not a gearhead at all, and she knows I am. So I'm watching the video, and I'm like, damn. And she goes, what? And I go, he's got an orange amp, and that's like one of my dream amps to have. My <laughs> and I'd love yeah. to have one for them to play. And it's like one of my dream amps. I'm going, he's got an orange amp in there. And she goes, well, it is a pretty color. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay. yeah that's a that's a pretty sweet amp for an acoustic guitar player <laughs> yeah it is it's a sharp amp and i mean there was a lot of them in there the whole thing looked great by the way but uh, cool well thank you thank awesome. you so let me ask this question and i'm being nosy here how long have you and your your girlfriend been together over three years now yeah, yeah. so have you guys set up christmas traditions Oh yeah, we have we have the tree set up, and we have uh, you know I'm just gonna put the lights on this week. But I said I I put up the security cameras, but those will go on uh, this weekend. Um, you know we got we got the house all decked out and a bunch of Christmas stuff around the house. We're uh, I'm a huge like I love the holidays, and I'm a huge uh, like Halloween. We I deck out the whole. I love that. I've always been a Halloween fan since I was a kid. I don't, I can't watch scary movies though. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> But I, I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I love Halloween. And when it comes around, I just get so excited. And then, of course, Christmas is typically one or two week uh, celebration for me. Just, uh, I love being around my family and friends. And I think there's really nothing more important in the world than that. And I love some uh, classic country Christmas, too. So, oh, yeah. and uh, can't forget the rum and eggnog. Oh, there you go. There you go. We've got that all taken care of already. <laughs> Good stuff, man. We've already tested it out, so we're going to have to go get more. <laughs> Absolutely. Guilty. Guilty of that too, man. I know, right? Where can where can my listeners find you at? I mean, I know you've got uh, the website, which is coreymarks.com. Yep. Yeah, well. O-R-Y-M-A-R-K-S.com. 
That's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably the most active on my Instagram, but I, I, they're all connected. So Instagram and Twitter is at Corey Marks Music. And then, of course, Corey Marks Music on Facebook. And on the website, as you just mentioned, CoreyMarks.com, there's these Jingle My Bell shirts that are uh, limited. And um, there's that. I also have some, some new camel hats that are available. And uh, I donate $2 from each hat sold to our Wounded Warriors of Canada. And so for the shirts that are sold here, too, we got what we call a, uh, the Lions Christmas Telethon. Um, and so we raise money for, you know, uh, families that need it and, and kind of, you know, uh, make sure children uh, don't go without toys for Christmas, too. So um, I'll be donating a, a portion of the shirt T-shirt sales to that. And, uh, yeah, there's everything on there. There's a vinyl record that you show, but the vinyl records, the the EPs, well, the CD and hats, of course, too, are all signed and shipped personally by me. Right. And the cool thing, there's, there's also the EP available and it's all the same songs that are on the album, but it's a sleeve and there's only five songs. But what's interesting about the EP is it's got the original Outlaws and Outsiders, which isn't available anywhere else. So if you go on the site and check it out, I also sign that and, and ship it out at CoreyMarks.com. Well, I'll, I'll have to pick that up again. I real quickly, I, I I want to do this because I want people to. They need to order this album. I mean, this. Oh, is thank amazing. you. Here's thank you. You, know, you you've seen the front. This is the outer sleeve, the inner sleeve, which is not wanting to come out. Now, there's there's Corey and a cowboy hat, <laughs> as well, and a, a lot of. I mean, it's got the lyrics for all the songs and and pictures. But the best part of it for me, like I said is what comes inside the sleeve and I'm trying not to, to mess it up and really put a lot of fingerprints on it. But if you can see that, I mean, it is such a, it's just an amazing piece of vinyl. I love awesome. what they did with that, you know, and here I almost drop it. That's not a good, <laughs> when I, uh, when I got it, I told my wife, I said, Oh my gosh, check this out. And she looked at it and she goes, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> and, Awesome. I, I mean, I love vinyl and I love the way it sounds. So I really can't wait to put this on the turntable to, to actually hear it, but it won't get put on much. And uh, I've got a son who's a big fan of yours. And very I cool. told him you were coming on. Uh, he was super excited. And then I told him that I got the album and then he was mad. <laughs> <laughs> well uh well once you uh if you order that ap i'll make sure to uh throw in some extra swag for you guys absolutely yeah, definitely man i i want to check out the ep because i i love outlaws and outsiders like i said one of my favorite not even just rock songs it's just a really badass song and thank you man you know uh, go check it out you can find Corey on spotify he's on uh, apple itunes all the streaming platforms and the, the song outlaws and outsiders has been, I think I looked today, streamed over, and this, I actually think the information I got may be older, but streamed like 15 million times worldwide. Worldwide now we're pushing more, um, I believe. We're 27 million in US alone, about, um, or did I get that right? I think we're, we're around 30 million in North America. So, so globally, I think we're pushing that 40 million uh, streams now. So, which is incredible. And uh, just so thankful for the love uh, globally that I've been getting on the song and, and the record. So continued success to you, my friend, and um, really can't wait for the new album to be out when you guys get that finished and you're working with Kevin again on that. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to have the record out either, man. It's uh, it's in work in progress and I hope to get down there in January go down there for a month or two and uh, just bunker down in the studio at the hideout studio in Vegas with Kevin and Kane and, and the group over there and just start banging out some more kick-ass tunes and, and make some great music for 2021. 
Well, really, really hoping that 2021 allows you to get back on the road because you're I hope so too. Going to be one of my my top three to go see just because I want to. I know with the energy on the album, I know what kind of show you're going to put on. So I'm really excited. Are you now? Uh, real quick on that before we get off here because that just raised another question in my mind. With the touring, are you kind of open to who you tour with? I mean, like Eric or or oh man, yeah, Five, I would any of those guys. <laughs> I would love to tour with any one of those guys. I mean, Five Finger being label mates and, and you know, um, good buddies with Jason Hook, of course. I mean, he's no longer in the band now, but also being good friends with Ivan Moody, too. And Eric Church, I've met once, but it uh, would be a total dream to to, uh, to kick ass with him and do a country rock show, too. And I'm definitely open to... Uh, anyone and, and and anything i think that would make a, a great uh, a great live live show yeah it would i've got a mashup in my head between outlaws and outsiders and eric's song the outsiders it would be fun that would be amazing so man Corey, again thank you so much for coming on and thank you appreciate it stay in touch and uh, let me know when the album's going to be coming out because i'll definitely be looking for that and be sure to check Corey's website all the information for touring and all that stuff will be up there once we get back to touring status again <laughs> yeah absolutely soon. so absolutely uh, uh, cory marks again thanks a lot man for coming on the album is called cory marks who i am the new single that's the uh, christmas tune is called jingle my bells go to the website, <laughs> one of those shirts and try to beat me to the punch because i'm more than mine as a matter of fact as soon as i get off here so. amazing <laughs> all right Corey, well, brother thank you man take care thank you george i appreciate it brother and all the best to you and stay safe and uh, merry christmas to you and your family we'll be talking soon yes definitely merry christmas to you as well take care thanks a lot take care bye bye